I was study. Good to see you all here, and um, hope you have your Bibles and that you're ready to hear what the um, Spirit is saying unto the unto the church. We just ask God to bless us tonight and His blessings, His Spirit upon the Word, and give us understanding and give us wisdom. We ask God to bless and remember Brother uh, Brother Kevin's family, Sister Lynette, Joyce. We just pray tonight for all of the family members at this time of loss. We know that Brother Kevin was a great man. We just pray that God will just work everything out for him. Amen. Our our dear friend, Brother Kevin, Joyce, my, my, I mean, he was one of my best friends when he passed away Sunday, uh, uh, Sunday in St. Louis and his wife at this time surviving and his family, children. They're going through that time, but they're a wonderful family. So we want to extend our deep uh, time of um, condolence to this family and pray that God will just work everything out it's, uh, for them, for the church, for the family. He was, uh, I listened to one of his messages in 2020, April of, I think, April of 2020, Easter, and it was, it was tremendous. So <clears throat> we, um, we just continue praying for, for this wonderful family, this good family. Amen? So, um, and we pray for all of the needs and all of the saints of God, and we just appreciate God for His mercies and this this uh, Saturday <clears throat> is Tatiana and Laka's wedding, and we want to support them. Tatiana's been in this church all her life. She grew up in this church and. She uh, never left. She never left church. She go away to school and she came right back. So we thank God for her. Locker, we just ask God to be with them and bless them this time and bless all of you and give you what you're looking for, that joy. Give you, give you that joy. And hello, Sir Griggs, give you that joy. Uh, he also grew up in this church. It's Andre and hi Jess. Welcome. Good to see you guys. So um, Nathaniel was born in this church. So we're glad to have you all tonight in the house of God. You have the joy uh, in your life and the peace of God in your hearts. You love the word of God? I didn't hear you. You want to study the Word of God more than more than anything else, the Bible. You all had a good trip, Jess. Good to see you all. Welcome, and uh, we appreciate you all being here. But tonight, Wednesday night, I just want to talk to you about these lessons that we 
We're studying in Elijah. Sister Rosie did such a timely good job. But tonight, I just want to thank God for, this is book number seven. I wrote seven books, six. I read this one is, like Sister Joni says, I think like only Joni can describe it. Because you see, Joni has been through this book. There's only two people so far has read this book, and it's my wife and Joni. I've not even, since I wrote it, this is where I, where I reach. But 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30, 2 o'clock, I'm reading it. And it's a lot of reading. But it's not one of those books you just take up, read, and, you know, you have to sit down and meditate. Focus on what you, um, focus on, like, where I stop here. Look at, look at that, look at this here. And, um, help thou mine unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. I can I'm having problem believing you, believing that there's a God, believing you can do what you said you can do. Help me. If he doesn't help you, you never. Help my unbelief. You know why you can't believe? You need help. But you have to ask for it. Help my unbelief. And I was there, I sat there last night and I was meditating on it. And uh, he says in Mark 9, 24, look at just this little thought. Mark 9, 24, he said, And straightway the father of the child cried out. You know the story. The father of the child cried out and said with tears. See that brokenness? If you know what tears means, he's crying out to the Lord. With tears, he said, with tears, Lord, it's capital hell, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Perfect. Lord, crying with tears, brokenness, Lord, I believe. That's a change. Because before he never believed. Had problem believe. believing. And when he did not believe, he couldn't receive his miracle. But now he's touched and he had a revelation. And he knew who Jesus was. And he said, Lord, I believe. You're going to see that man in the kingdom. Help my unbelief. And that's where, when you feel that spirit of unbelief coming over you, your doubts, and you, you don't have the zeal for God, you need to cry out with tears. Lord, help my unbelief. Only God can help you. And, uh, and so on. But you know how powerful it is? You have to focus. And at one o'clock uh, last night or so, I was there. Just stopped there and, uh, you know, said he had faith in Christ. He had faith. That's why he came to Jesus. But he wasn't sure. Like you get down on your knees, but you're not sure what God can do for you. And there's areas of unbelief in us, in our lives. I'm not sure. Yes, I know he'll do it. I know he did it, but for me, I don't think he will do that for me. But you got to get to that place where I know. Amen. I know. Do you know? Or you have that doubt, you drag it every service, it, something overcome you, and you just drag. You have to break that spell. There's only one way to break it, 
is the word of God. He had unbelief in his heart. But now, now, be not afraid. Only believe. So you read these books. And today I was, uh, I was, uh, this morning, and I didn't even know I wrote that book. Can you write that book and don't remember? Honestly, I don't remember. And I said, did I write that? So, last night, Sister Rosie, Sister Joy, thank you for your help last night. And Sister Rosie came up with a manuscript thing. I said, I'm going to type this next. What is that? I wrote a book in Ephesians chapter 2. And that really did. So, today, all morning, I was going over it. And it's a book. It's upstairs. <clears throat> so, one of these days that will come out. But um, I just thank God for this book, number <clears throat> number seven, The Faith is Powerful. Not because I wrote it, but it's good because I wrote it. <laughs> but I'm not a writer. But that's why it's good because I wrote it. <laughs> I, that was a joke. But um, you need to get this book. Really, you do. And it's a study book. And uh, Brother Steve, my, uh, the great bishop, told me that. And he's going to read this book and tell me. And he'll tell me that the other books are... are um, Brother Steve, don't hang your head. <clears throat> what did you tell me about the other books? That they were... I, if I, if, what the, are you asking me? Seems we're talking about faith, right? <laughs> and he's asking me what I ask him. So God is, um, God is good to us. And now here we're studying. This is important because I've gone tape number seven, no, number eight, eight hours. The tape number eight, I've studied on Elijah. A little bit about Elisha. In the future, we'll get into Elisha. But Elijah and his life and his happening. And, and we are about two-thirds, um, really. The, this man is one of the greatest, apart from Jesus Christ. And even in the rank of Moses, there's never been a man like Elijah. I mean, it's just unusual. Um, God uh, uh, had men like Samson. David and but this man Elijah not not only was he powerful in this life but he's even in the life to come you see him all over the Bible and he came from nowhere suddenly Elijah the Tishbite need to know history need to know the Bible get up and quote a verse of scripture you take a test you fail if you do that in your in your university just take a line a few line and Right? You fail. You got to know what you're talking about. And one of the troubles today is that we need to know what the Word of God has to say. And it's study like these that you know. See, you don't know by just taking one verse of Scripture and you begin to, you know, put your own words in it. That's, that's not understanding God. But you need to settle down. And it's very hard for people today because our excuse is that we're busy, we're tired. There's always some excuses that will come up that will stop you from word, the word of God. You have to spend time. Uh, la, uh, last night uh, was a good time for me. And uh, I stayed up. When I can't sleep, 
I don't lay down and just beat beat myself to go. I just get a book or something like that. And uh, I read the book or you pray and you see what God has to do or will do for you. But tonight I would like to uh, uh, like to cover a little bit more on um, this great prophet, Elijah. That's what we're talking about. And it's very important. I mean, you just have to know something about this man. He's, he's not the Christ. Um, he's not Moses. But his, his work, his ministry is so unique. And by now, if you've been studying it, you will find out how great this man was. And you're going to not worship him. But um, uh, because the disciples wanted to make three tabernacles, one for the Lord and one for Moses and one for Elijah. But when the cloud was gone, they saw no man but Jesus Christ. And uh, tonight, I um, I want to start in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, because Sister Rosie did such a good job and she touched it. But in Hebrews uh, 11, go down to about verse 32, uh, somewhere there. And I'm going to just read this, because it fit, this fits in the heroes of faith. Because it, it takes faith to um, to serve God, to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And when Paul, I mean, no, no, Rema, uh, okay, not Hebrews, or somewhere else. Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 32. And what shall I say more? Let's be just reading. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. See, this include all the prophets. All of the prophets is included right there. Who through faith, notice what they did, through faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. And you can find all this in the Bible, right? Quench the violence of fire, the Hebrew boys. Escape the edge of the sword. Elijah escaped Jezebel's sword, didn't she? Didn't he? Out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in fight. What about Samson, David, Jephthah, and all these men? Gideon turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might, why? Look, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others, a trial of cruel mockings and scourging. Yea, moreover, of bonds, and imprisonment, Paul and all of that, Old Testament saints, New Testament saints, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder. That means they just cut them with the, the saw in two. They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin. Elijah and John the Baptist did, didn't they? And goatskins being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. You think that we're suffering a little heat? They did. 
They wandered in caves and dens, trying to escape for their lives. Then goes on, he said, of whom, but look where they got their names. Look where they, they have their name. Are you there? Are we there? What's bothering you? What's on your mind? What's upset, upsetting you? What you don't like? Would you like to place, change place with them? And he goes on, he said, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. What a life. And we can take a little pressure. And you're going to be in the same kingdom and get the same prize like them. And the Lord is going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. No. And these all, having obtain a good report through faith, your report card. It's good to have that final report card, a good report. Receive not the promises. They still haven't received it. And you complain if you pray two weeks and didn't get it. Receive not the promises. God having provided some better things for us. And I could go on where you're not as uncomfortable as they were. Okay? When uh, all the suffering that they went through, that they without us should not be should not be made perfect. That's what they went through. You get that? The sufferings. You don't want to serve God because you have to work and you're tired and you're getting late and you can't come to church or all kind of excuses. But not so for these. And Elijah was part of this. And Elisha was part of this. They fought for God. They stood for the church of Jesus Christ. And uh, we find that um, they are now in the all Hebrews Hall of Fame. Because of their faith that they had in uh, Jesus Christ. Sunday morning, we Second Kings, we... we Stopped in 2 Kings chapter 2. And if you turn that there for me, Brother Edward, 2 Kings chapter, that's just such a powerful lesson where after the fire came down and destroyed the uh, 250, the captain, and um, is 50. There are two captains there. Then the third captain came out and repent and cry out and God helped him and he didn't come as an enemy of Elijah. Uh, started verse 1. It came to pass, let's all read, when and the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven. I want you to follow me now in this little lesson. By a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. These places are very important. From Gilgal. And Elijah said unto. Elisha. Tarry here. I pray thee. For the Lord had sent me. To Bethel. So from Gilgal. Now to Bethel. And he said. Stay here. I'm going on a mission to. To Bethel. And Elisha said unto him. As. The Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to 
Bethel. The son and the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel, they had a Bible school or something, a college, came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yes, yeah, yes, I know it. Hold your peace. So Elijah was dealing with Elisha. No, Elisha was dealing with Elijah. Those two names. And also he was dealing at the same time with the sons of the prophets. But, but I mean, they were, do you know your master is going to go today and you have to listen to them and then Elijah was saying, stay here boys, stay with them and you know, uh, give him a choice. Are you going to follow me or you want to stay right here? Settle down. Just that uh, there's a Bible college here. So, you know, verse 4 is it? And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord had sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. So we're coming from Gilgal, help me. Bethel, Jericho. You don't get nothing for nothing, right? You have to press. And these were not just like you go from this street to the other street. It was quite a ways. Okay, verse. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho. So you had them in Gilgal, is it? That means probably Bethel, Jericho. Came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it, all your peace. Verse 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, here, for the Lord had sent me to Jordan. So, get it? Let's get it. Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, Jordan. The Lord had sent me to Jordan, and he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, he had the same message. He never changed. When you make up your mind and you begin to know God, nobody changes you or discourages you. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too, notice, and they too, there was a lot of sons of the prophets. Why didn't they join? Why didn't they go? They knew that much. They knew that Elijah was going to leave today, that day. And they were able to tell Elisha, do you know? Elisha said, yes, I know, hold your peace. But they never followed. They never make that effort. It was too hard, too rough. But there are times when you're going to have to come out from among them. You're going to have to uh, serve the Lord. And... Uh, Paul made a statement about Timothy that I have no man like-minded. See, uh, every man care about their own business, what they're doing. And the work of the Lord is not first. It's not up there. It's me, my, I. So you're not going to get a blessing from God like that. You've got to put him first. Seek ye first. First, the kingdom of God. First, number one. 
God will not settle to be number two in our lives. You're going to get a blessing from God. It's got to be number one. You got to put him first. You got to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You serve the Lord with gladness, not sadness, and and uh, you come before a great king and you're sad. God's a great king. You don't happy at His word. When you hear about Him, it doesn't excite you, but you get excited over a uh, ice cream ice cream cone, see, or something like that. So here, let me go on in the lesson. And fifty men, notice, there's a lot. Quite a large, strong group of men. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood. Notice, they took a little time off, stood to view afar off. But they weren't even close. Just, you know, just look over afar off. Can you see that zeal? That spirit that they did not have? Huh? They didn't have the spirit to serve God. They just went out there and let me see. I want to know what's going on. And you stand there and God's doing something. I just stand and you look. You won't help. You don't, you're not a part of it. You just, let me see what happened. That kind of a spirit. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood by Jordan. Notice, and they stood by Jordan. What were they doing? Nothing. See, nothing. You can stand and look and observe, but you're not doing anything. You're not entering and you're not following. And they stood uh, there and view afar off. And Elijah took, then they came there now. Did we skip one? Verse what? Se- go to verse 7. And Okay, it goes 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood by Jordan. Follow me. Then verse 8 now. And Elijah took his mantle. Notice here. See? Elijah took his mantle. I mean, the, the prophets were far off. But here's a man that's close. He see exactly what's going on. And he took the mantle. And let me tell you something. There's no magic in the mantle. I hear a lot of preachers on TV dismantle mantle. There's no Remember the cloth that came out one time you threw it at you? There's no magic in it. Okay? So whether you cover your head with a cloth or not, there's no magic art. You don't have to write it to anybody for it. They have a piece of cloth that they buy. Uh, a big old bunch and cut it up and says, here's your mantle. And people just put it over themselves and think there's a magic. There's nothing in that. There's nothing in that. You can put a bed sheet over your head or it's just the same. There's no mantle in it. I mean, no ma- magic in it. Okay? So don't ever. The, the, the mantle itself was not the magic. It's the obedience of the man. Okay? If he didn't follow, nothing would happen. He followed. He gave up. He sacrificed. He made all of that. He, re- he read his Bible. He prayed. He seeked the Lord. He was obedient. He was a servant. It's not the mantle he received. Are you a servant? Are you a follower? Will you go all the way? Are you going to turn back? When Elijah himself, what an excuse, says, stay in Bethel. He could have said, could have done that. But he had a commitment to God that he was not going to leave this man from the start. When he sold, or rather got rid of his uh, 12 yoke of oxen, 
and made a feast and said goodbye to mom and dad. That was it. He's going on with God. He's going to follow God. And that's the commitment that we need tonight. That's the commitment that all of us need. It's not a part time. It's not when I feel like. God doesn't go by our feelings. The man says, Lord, I believe. Please help me. And so Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided either and fitter so that they too went over on dry ground. Powerful, isn't it? But did you know the Jordan was parted before? Did you know there were 12 stones? Am I right? That they took when they crossed over and the priest's feet touched the wall, divided it, and they placed an heap of 12 stones for the 12 tribes and they crossed over. Have you ever read that? They crossed over, right? Jericho, somewhere down Jordan. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha. Now, he never said it before. Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Now, the spirit that Elisha was asking for was not his human spirit. Okay? Was not his human spirit. Because his human spirit had flaws in it. But it was the spirit of God that was upon this man's life. That's what Elisha wanted. Follow. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. If you see me, here's the condition. If you see me when I am taken away from you, it's going to happen. He said, you ask a hard thing. But if you see me when I'm taken away, go back there. If thou seest me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. What a, what a powerful request and answer if you see me, right? And of course, uh, you've heard it preached all the time. And, and he asked for the double portion of the spirit. And, and many people said he got it, he received it because, look, he performed twice as much miracles as Elijah did. Haven't you heard that? The double portion was the miracles. But the double portion was not the miracles. It's not the miracles that was the double portion that he um, received or because he performed eight, maybe eight more Miracles was a proof that they um, that he had the double portion of the of the um, the spirit of uh, Elijah and so on. 
Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something, but it's not for you to consider, and that's okay. It doesn't bother me if you believe it or not, see it or not, it doesn't really bother me at all. But I just give you for you know, because nobody really knows, nobody understands, right? What what is the double portion? Uh, anybody knows? Tell me. Don't tell me you know afterwards. What is the double portion that you receive? You look then, you know, I know. If you don't know it, it matters where you listen. Okay? So here, what double means what? Two. And I showed you that right by the Jordan, what happened at the Jordan? No, no, before. I showed you that Joshua crossed over. Then I showed you that. Where did he cross over? The Jordan. And what was in the midst of Jordan? The twelve stones were there as a witness. They were in there, wasn't it? Now, we're going to go to Malachi after a, while, after a while, but let me go on fast forward. The priest crossed over. Jo uh, Joshua crossed over the Jordan. There's quite a few crossing. Elijah crossed over. And Elisha. Didn't they? But John the Baptist came hundreds of years after. And where was he baptizing? In the Jordan. And who was his uh, greatest baptismal candidate? Where? Jesus Christ in the Jordan. And what happened when John was baptizing in the Jordan? When Jesus Christ went and received his baptism, what happened? The heavens were open. And what did John hear? I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize said unto me, The one upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining, that's the Son of God, that's the Christ. That was a revelation. That's the only way he could know. Was by the spirit. So here was John. John baptizing there. The Holy Ghost came down. That was the first place. In the Old in the New Testament. He read that the Holy Ghost came down. Visible. And John saw it white in the Jordan. Where did Elijah and Elisha cross? The Jordan. Where did the priest cross? The Jordan. Now, what Elisha wanted was a double portion of the Spirit. That's what he wanted. He wanted a double portion of the Spirit. Not just one portion, but he wanted two portions. Elijah said, that's hard. That's hard. But, here's a condition. If you see me, when... I'm taken away. You will, you will receive. Now the problem is the double portion. What's the double portion? The double portion. You know what a double portion is? It's two, right? You go to a buffet. And you have one portion. That's one. But what happens if you go back? Would that be a double portion? That's two portion. Uh, come here Sister Rosie quick. Now stand right there. 
All right, I'm standing before her. We're standing at the, the bank. Let them see a beautiful face. We're standing at the bank of the Jordan. Okay, the Jordan River. Okay? And we stepped over. How many times is that? How many times is that? Okay. Elijah is gone. I picked up his mantle, but I've got to go back over. The place where Jesus was baptizing, the place where the priests crossed over, and I, he turned around, one portion, wouldn't he? The buffet, one portion, and then he went back over the same place. How many portion is that? So by going over with Elijah and coming back over, under the same cloud, the same anointing, the same place where God worked and God would work, he received it. Because God called those things which are not as though they were, and whether it's a hundred or a thousand years, makes no difference with God. God can move it, just like how God can move your healing, move your miracles, the doctor said you're going to die, but God erased that. Instead of six months, you live for 12 years. So when he went over, he received a first portion. But now, he's got to go back over. Under the same cloud. The same anointing. And he received that double anointing. Going forth and coming back over. The cloud was there. The glory was there. Like you... Get in your car, and if you're going up, you, you, you pass this building going up that way. That's one. And then you come back, pass it again. How many times is that? That's two. So here, you stepped over with Elijah, but now he's gone. And you're in that ministry, but he steps back over on the other side, and that was number two. So twice, he was the only one that went back Forward and backward under the same cloud. It's up to you. You don't have to believe that. But come up with a better answer than that. When Jesus Christ came and baptized, not, nothing happened in the Bible by chance. Nothing happened. And when this man asked and said, if you see me, you'll get it. Where did he receive it? He didn't get it from the mantle. He didn't get it from the mantle. But he got it when he crossed over death. Jordan resurrected. Came back over on the other side. And now they said. The spirit of Elijah. But they didn't understand. It was more than that. The spirit. The double portion. Because they never heard that. They never understood. The spirit of Elijah. Rests upon. Elisha. But that was more than that. That was a double portion. And if you receive a double portion, what would that be? What would that that, that mean is more than what Elijah himself had. So what would that be? What would that be? He got a greater portion than Elijah did. So you've got to understand it's endurance. When God would have blessed you. And bless you one time. And here was this king that 
Elisha rebuked because of his laziness. When he took the arrows and he said, shoot. Then he said, beat it. And he, one, two, three, and stop. You know, like how we pray and we raise our hands and we reach out. One, two, it's Wednesday night. God don't expect much from me. But you see, he had a zeal for God. And despite all the sins that was going on, notice all the places I passed. Gilgal, Bethel. You know what was at Bethel? Golden calves. And he had to deal with those spirits. Elijah was gone, but now he had to deal with those spirits. So he needed the power of the Holy Ghost. Now coming forward. Jesus took his disciples out the Mount of Olives and says, Return to Jerusalem until you be endued with power from an eye. So what happened? They went back and tarried there. And what did 50 days or 40 days? 50 days after. Everything they were. What did they hear? They heard a sound. From heaven. They had to have power. A sound from heaven. Like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the place where they were. And the power of God came upon them. And when the power of God come upon you. I don't care who you are. What your religion is. Where your mama come from. I don't care who it is. You're going to have to move. When the Holy Ghost touched you. He said oh I can't. There's nobody. Nobody. On the face of this earth. That can effectively resist the Holy Ghost. If you resist because God's not dealing with you. God doesn't deal with everybody. It means that God's not dealing with you. You say you can resist. If you can walk out and don't come to church and serve, it's because God's not dealing with your heart. Because God has an irresistible force. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And Elijah could not give Elisha the double portion. That's what he was saying to him. He said, beyond me. But what Elijah or Elisha did, Elisha was a great man, one of the greatest men. His heart was thrust into the future. And being a prophet, he could see the invisible army. So being a prophet, no doubt, he saw the Messiah being baptized in the same Jordan. Now, if he got one portion from Elijah and the other move from the future to him from the Messiah on his way back because Elijah is gone now that would be what? A double portion not only from Elijah but also from Christ and it's one thing to get Elijah's spirit it's one thing to get the pastor's spirit and anointing but you've got to get the spirit of Jesus Christ. I feel good tonight. If you see me. 
And the disciples went out to the Mount of Olives. And as they looked what they saw. Jesus Christ was taken away. They saw him. They were candidates for the anointing. So he said go back and tarry. Until you be endued with this anointing. This power. This double portion. And on the day of Pentecost. There came a sound from heaven. Like a mighty rushing wind. It wasn't like Elijah going away. But it was coming. The chariots are coming. The sound is coming. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. It's coming. And they receive the Holy Ghost. That's what you need tonight. You need the power of Almighty God. You see you joking around. And all this fooling around in the world. Hmm? You go to one burger store. You go to another store. Get this and you eat it. That's, oh my, that's a boring life. No joy. You serve God a little bit. But you don't know. You never let go. You're holding on. Hmm? You get a little and you go. And. The disciples, how many times it says, as they prayed, the place was shaken and they were filled again. You've got to have everything inside you, shaken up, broken up, and get filled up again with the Holy Ghost and power. Otherwise, you'll be dead. Woo! <laughs> Have you? Christianity can be the most boring thing. You rather go to a movie. But the movie doesn't satisfy. Oh, if I could only have this, it doesn't satisfy. It's only one thing that satisfies is the joy that comes from the power of the Holy Ghost. That double portion. You receive one at your baptism. Remember? When you baptize with the Holy Ghost, you got one, but you need another one. You need a double portion. You need to get another filling of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord promised it that in the latter day, said God, I will pour out my spirit. That's not the first time it happened before. But he's going to pour in Joel my spirit upon all flesh. You know what I mean? All flesh. And that Holy Ghost is going to burn up all of that fleshly nature. The things we love, we don't love God. We put on a show like God's not important. The world you're living in right now, the generation, with all that happening in the street and you follow that junk. You think that's something wonderful, burning down building, and uh, there's only one power that matters, and that's the power of Almighty God, nothing else. Without the power of the Holy Ghost, you're just flesh. It's not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, said the Lord. And here's what God says. Because the pastor is not going to do it. Mama and dad are not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Children are going to do it. But God said I will do it. And don't dare God. Don't beg God. Whatever God says will come to pass. And God said I got a plan. You're worrying about COVID and all of that. That's up to you. But God says I've got a plan. And you think of what America is doing. What the president is doing. What all this one is doing. What do you think they're doing? Have you ever read history? Where is uh, the Caesars? Huh? Where is Pilate? Where is all those great men? Great men that shook the world and caused a lot of trouble. Where are they? They're dead. And death answer it. We might cause trouble, but after a while you're dead. How long? 
might cost 50 years maybe if you're lucky 10 years whatever time but you're dead and God still lives you want to know if there's a God they're dead but God lives you and I will be dead but here's what God says those of us that have faith in God God said it shall come to pass it's going to happen what is God doing? And we're looking for some prophets to come up and say, yeah, 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 no. It's already in the Bible. And you rest on the word of God. It shall come to pass in the last days, said God. That I will pour out of my spirit. It happened at Pentecost, but a double portion is coming. And I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons. Your little sons and daughters that you don't want to give to God. You don't want to let them go. God's going to tear them out of your hands. He can't. Yes, he can. Hear what I say. He's going to pull them out. And make them into prophets. And prophetess. He said, I will pour out my spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. Upon all flesh. Give me a double portion. That double portion is coming. In the last days. That I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters. Your sons, God said, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Yeah. They're going to say what I tell them to say. Say they can be, yeah, you, you can be. They shall prophesy. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men. Your old men. You know, so God's fear has got a place for young men, girls, boys, old men, youth. And your old men shall dream dreams. Alright, so here's the total different ministry. Dream dreams. You go to bed and you get a dream. God give you a dream. The young men see visions. Oh, what vision. They, he sees a man over in Macedonia say, come on over and help us. He's called. The young man just sit down and dream. <laughs> His work is almost over. So now he's dreaming. He's dreaming. Where they go here or go there, doesn't matter. He's got his reward. Now he's dreaming about the kingdom. Not foolishness. Not winning the lotto. But our dreams of the kingdom. Of God. The word of God. And the young man see vision. I see sinners coming to the altar. Power of God. Then he goes on upon my servant. And on the unmade. Even the servants. And not only not natural servant. But the servants of God. We had the lesson with Paul. The servant of Jesus. Will I pour out my spirit. And they shall. They will prophesy right. And I will show wonders. No, no, notice wonders. And somebody said, "Look up there in the sun." That's not what he said. Wonders in in the heavens. All right, hold on. Wonders in the heavens. It's not just clouds and forming into like how the military go up there and smoke it and wonders. Fine, God can do anything, but the wonders in the heavens. Where are you seated? You're seated in heavenly places. 
And God going to show wonders in heaven. Lay places. With the word. Wonders I didn't know that was in. Oh God help my unbelief. It was closed. And in the last days God going to open up the word of God. That at evening time it shall be light. There's going to be a tremendous revelation. I will show wonders in heaven. Where God seat us in heavenly places. Did you know that there's three heavens? And right now you're seated in one. Called the church. And he said he's going to show wonders. Signs, wonders, miracles. He's not just smoke up there alone. God can do that. Or a bunch of stars falling. God can do it also. But the wonders that God's going to show is that the sons and the daughters prophesying and multitudes begin to turn to God in so much hearts that was hardened that would not serve God begin to melt and cry at the feet of Jesus Christ. Wonders in heaven. Wonders in the holy place, in the church. And they hurt. Heaven, earth. Blood, fire, smoke, pillars of smoke. If you read the Psalms, you, uh, I think it's a Psalm, what, 149 or 150, where the Lord makes stormy winds to praise Him. Snow, hail. Okay? It's not just the snow out there. But God got to move in the church in different miracles and signs that you are going to wonder is that God? And it's going to happen so fast that even John didn't know where they came from. Because when the angel said, who are these? He said, I don't know. Who are these? There was a multitude. And God said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. And God's going to perform a miracle. And there's going to be more people serving God than that's lost. And don't write them off. That man and that woman that's not serving God, they might be the more shouting, praising God before it's over. That guy that's walking the street and uh, shoot up with drugs, God can touch him like that and turn his life around. Your sons and your daughters might be not listening to you. Go out to a party and they're going to get high. And they come back home and knocking on your door. You're afraid to let them in. And they say, Mama, let me in. You open up the door and say, I'm changed. What happened to you, son? Holy Ghost It's not by might Nor by power But it's by my spirit God said I'm going to send the snow And the rain And the thunder And the lightning And the storm God's going to move And do a mighty Rick Baker And we're going to receive A double portion Of the baptism of the Holy Ghost I hope you're glad to be here tonight. And I hope you've been blessed. Wednesday night, I hope you receive a blessing.